Oh, there you go. It may be quasi-presumptive to think that these 13 things about Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame will have you swinging from the rafters, but it's a hunch that we are willing to play. Number 13. For the scene where Judge Frollo sings Hellfire and sees Esmeralda dancing in the fire before him, the MPAA insisted that the Disney animators make Esmeralda's clothing more well-defined, as she seemed naked. Number 12. According to the audio commentary on the DVD, the gargoyle that resembles a warthog is actually not Pumbaa from The Lion King but the actual gargoyle that can be seen in that location on the real Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Number 11. The opening scene in which Clopin sings the bells of Notre Dame was originally all spoken dialogue. After two revisions, it was decided that it was too dry and boring, and so was turned into a musical number. Number 10. To stay consistent to the architecture and details of Notre Dame, animators spent several weeks in and around the actual cathedral. They were given office space at the recently opened Disneyland Paris in the interim. Number 9. When supervising animator Michael Surrey heard the song Court of Miracles, he noted that a portion of it was similar to the Sorcerer's Apprentice music used in Fantasia. After this, he animated Clopin, lifting up his robe to skip towards the lever after Mickey Mouse's movements. Number 8. This is one of two movies released in 1996 in which Demi Moore plays an exotic dancer who catches the eye of, and ultimately brings down a man in a position of power. The other film being Striptease. Number 7. All the bells appearing throughout the movie are 3D rendered. When Quasimodo sings out there and slides down the flying buttress, it appears 3D. When Quasimodo rappels down from Notre Dame to save Esmeralda, you can see hand-drawn animation combined with 3D scenes. Number 6. The film had its premiere on June 19, 1996 at the Superdome in New Orleans, utilizing six enormous screens and was preceded by a parade through the French Quarter. The song Someday was sung over the credits by the group All for One, but the European version replaced them with the British band Eternal. Number 5. Mandy Patinkin was originally cast as Quasimodo, but dropped out due to clashes with the producer regarding the character. He would go on to play Quasimodo in the TV movie The Hunchback of Notre Dame the following year, and Tom Hulse was cast in Patinkin's place. Number 4. Frollo commits many crimes in the movie. False imprisonment, attempted sexual assault, attempted murder, arson, murder, torture, attempted genocide, and searching homes without a warrant. Number three. In the DVD audio commentary, Kirk Wise, Gary Trustdale, and Don Hahn suggest that it's possible that the three gargoyles exist purely in Quasimodo's mind and are in fact split off portions of his own personality created to deal with his loneliness. Number two. The filmmakers briefly considered having Quasimodo killed off, since that was his fate in the original novel. He was originally supposed to be stabbed by Frollo, Quasimodo's last wish was to ring the bells one last time. Esmeralda and Phoebus help him ring the bells as he dies. Number 1. At the time of the movie, the use of digital technology to create large crowds of people was fairly new. Thus, in many places, if you watch the crowds instead of the main characters, you can clearly see how the crowd members all have simple, almost undefined faces and move in very computerized ways. This is especially easy to see at the end of the movie when the little girl pulls Quasimodo into the crowd. And that is the 13 things that you probably didn't know about Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Thank you for listening. It's Vaseline. I could feel it squishing between my toes. <laughs>